Agua. The Bohemian authorities arrested uh, Sam Bankman-Fried yesterday, so he's in custody. Again, he was supposed to speak today on that House committee hearing with Maxine Waters, but it's really interesting the timing of him being arrested. Well, there's something obvious about your statement, and that is why the hell has it taken so long when the whole the whole world was talking about this? The whole world knew what he essentially did. At, if nothing else, we saw commingling. That was obvious. That's illegal. If not, You're not allowed to if do nothing that. else, with, with all the interviews he had done, with right, he, he, he's admitted guilt in so many different ways. I mean, you would think that just his interviews alone would be enough testimony to find him guilty of fraud. I'm Rick Sanchez. This is the Rick Sanchez podcast. And uh, you are there because you like when we talk about things that kind of make our lives a little more simple in many ways, right? And that's a lot of times what we talk about business principles and we talk about life attaining principles. And what we're trying to attain is, you know, a sense of balance, right? And obviously, things get really crazy when you don't do that. Things get crazy when you have no routine, for example. Things get crazy when you don't have a set of priorities. And things get crazy sometimes. I always tell you, try not to do too much news consuming because the people who are giving you the news are not giving it to you because they want you to be informed. They could give two shits about whether you're informed. They're doing it for their own purposes, whether it's CNBC or MSNBC or CNN or Fox News or the New York Times or the Washington Post, they all have ulterior motives. So, but every once in a while, you know, every once in a while, a story comes around that is just kind of staying with us, right? It's just too crazy. And I don't get it. How does this happen? Here, l- let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Imagine if tomorrow you misplaced $36. Like, God, I had $36 this morning in my pocket and now it's gone. Right? You would feel weird. It feels kind of stupid. And then you get on with your day. But now let's suppose it's $360. Now you're like, God, I lost $360 cash. But now let's go up a little more. Let's say it's $3,600 gone. You just, you woke up this morning and you put it in your pocket and somehow at the end of the day, you went to account for it and it's not there. Now you start like trying to work back to figure out what did I do with that money, right? Now let's suppose it's $36,000 and you can't find it. Now let's suppose it's $36 million. Could you wait? I'm not finished. Stay right there. And this is why I personally and most of the world is trying to figure out how in the hell you can lose $36 billion. $36 billion. Apparently, that's one of the figures that's being used By the way, it may be 34, it may be 26, it may be 16. (laughs) There's a news story out there right now where somebody has lost that amount of money and nobody can find it. And we've now learned that he, that son of a bitch is under arrest. But did he commit a crime after all? Is it illegal to lose money? Is it illegal to lose other people's money? What did he do? What the hell was going on with this Sam Bankman freed dude? And really, what, 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 what was he 
what is it? What it, what is FTX? Well, what the hell is FTX supposed to be? And how how did so many people get so bamboozled if that's what happened? And what about this Alameda thing? Was that a separate company? Was there FTX and Alameda all together? Or was Alameda used to take the money from FTX and put it there? See, I got a lot of questions. And every once in a while, like I said, a story comes around that fills me with questions, with stuff I just want to know. And remember, there's only two kinds of people in the world. There's people who really understand, you know, what uh, cryptocurrency is and blockchain is. And then there's the rest of us <laughs> who somehow are either in the middle. Yeah, I know what it is, but I, that, 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 you know. So I, I, I just figured today we got to talk about this. And I can't talk about it because I'm not an expert on this. No more than I'm an expert on fashion or a lot of other, you know, topics. So I got Chris Rice. Let me tell you a little bit about Chris Rice. Chris Rice is, uh, he's the founder of the Rice Media Group. This is what he does. This, every once in a while, you, you know, you, when you want to talk about something, you want to talk to somebody who eats and sleeps it all day long, right? And everything else. Um, so he, he knows crypto. He talks about crypto all the time on Rice TVX. He does, I think he's got, what do you got? Three shows, Chris, right? You got Rice TVX, the Rice Crypto Show, the Rice Report, Rice Against the Grain. Those are all part of the Rice Media Group, which is the holding company for Rice TVX. Is that right? Yes, yeah, the production company behind my channels. Uh, again, thank you for inviting me on the show, Rick. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I have since split my channels up due to the censorship that I've been dealing with um, due to the online censorship, especially on YouTube. Mm. So Rice Against the Grain, I did have three different shows on Rice TVX, but I started a new channel and that would be Rice Against the Grain. So that way I could take that content over there and be a little bit more hyper-focused on Rice TVX, focusing on cryptocurrency and blockchain technologies, as well as economics. Great. I want you to explain to us what the hell is going on with FTX. Uh, and, and before we get into the uh, potential nefarious part of it, which, by the way, I think there is some nefariousness going on here. I think you'd have to be blind not to see it. Let's kind of just start from the beginning for our folks. We have two kinds of folks who are going to be listening to this podcast because we've got, you know, thousands and thousands of people who check in regularly. But then many of those don't necessarily, uh, you know, are not necessarily crypto experts. And then there are those who, who are. And then there are other people that when we put this podcast are, are going to come here because they want to hear somebody like you talk about this. So for those of you who were just getting caught up, um, when we talk about crypto, we're talking about a digital currency as opposed to a fiat currency. Fiat currency is money. Uh, digital currencies are, are very different. Why? Because they're not issued by the government. Um, because of you know they 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 still are regulated by demand, supply, and utility. There's about five to seven thousand cryptocurrencies out there, and you know some of the most famous one, Bitcoin and Binance, and and some of those things. So. That, that's essentially what cryptocurrency is. It, it's a different way. It's a different way of using a dollar, I guess. Uh, with that said, along comes this guy named Sam Bankman-Fried, and he starts something called FTX. And there, I give it to Chris to explain who the hell Sam Bankman-Fried is, and I guess what he did. Okay? Take it away, Chris. Okay. 
I will do my best to try to make this as concise as possible because there is a lot that kind of goes into what this entirety is. And really what I would encourage people if they want to get a deeper dive into what I'm going to be talking about, check out Rice TVX. And in my playlist section, I have a specific playlist about everything going on with FTX, going over the timelines and everything that happened mm. and just did a video last night about Sam Bankman Freed being arrested late night. Great. So I encourage people to check that out. So FTX and once again, a, because you say that really fast and I really want people to go to your site, it's go to where rice TVX on, on YouTube. Great. Uh, they can also go to my website, rice TVX.com and you will find links to all of my channels and social media. And you can find rice TVX link on rice TVX.com in my playlist section, the FTX playlist. It'll kind of give, give the timeline of everything that took place in addition to what's been going on currently up to the arrest. Because again, I did do a late night live stream because the arrest took place yesterday. Mm -hmm. Today is the 13th of December. He was supposed to be uh, appearing at a meeting today for the, I want to make sure I'm saying this correct, the House Committee Financial Services that was going to be headed by Maxine Waters. But it mm -hmm. doesn't look like he's going to be appearing for that. And I'll explain that. So now I'm going to backtrack. Right. FTX. The, the House commercial, uh, right. The, 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 it was the, uh, uh, what was the committee he was on? The, the 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 house that's the the house financial services committee correct right yeah correct. yeah it's yeah you it's technically U.S. House Committee of Financial Services but that's why I want to make sure I got it right but Maxine Waters is the person heading up that investigation and and and, and, and God bless Maxine Waters but neither she nor any of the people on that committee know anything about crypto most of them don't even know how to use email yet but that's another point continue. But Maxine did accept donations from Sam Bankman Fried and FTX. <laughs> she sure did. Isn't that ironic? She sure and did. When you and talk that, about and how a, dirty and there's this a fellow, I, I think he lives at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Not sure what his name is. I know he's sleepy a lot. Uh, but by, <laughs> Biden, I think his name is. He, too, accepted a lot of the uh, campaign donations. But anyway. Yeah, there was a lot of apparent money laundering and funneling, funneling of money going on uh, via the Ukraine partnership. But again, that's kind of getting a little ahead. So mm -hmm. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. It facilitated, facilitated a place where people could trade cryptocurrencies, a variety of different cryptocurrencies. And there are also different services that were offered on the exchange that would have included things like staking and lending and borrowing of cryptocurrencies. And that was something that users could do with each other, utilizing FTX as kind of that escrow middleman service. So wait, and I'm going to stop you right there okay. because what you just described to me is not what I've always understood as the fundamental reason or definition of what crypto is. Crypto is supposed to be something that keeps you away from banks and I guess exchanges for lack of a better word. It, it's, it's just you. It's your money. I don't need to call the bank to get my money. I just get my money. That's what crypto represents. What you just described that this guy was doing was a place where crypto was held but you did not necessarily control it. It was controlled perhaps by others, including him. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And unfortunately, that's how all centralized custodial services work, whether crypto or not. It, it, dealing with your banking system, once you put your money into the bank, it's their money, technically. They right. let you utilize the money, but it's technically you've given them, you've given them control. 
And that's exactly what took place. Now, I'm not going to say exchanges aren't necessary for cryptocurrency because it is an on and off ramp for people to be able to take profits, to be able to exchange into other coins and things like that. So mm. having a regulated exchange is not necessarily a bad thing. And then the other thing that I want to notate is everything that's been going on with FTX, none of this has anything itself to do with the technology, the underlying technologies of cryptocurrency or blockchain technology. This is all human error. And I know this is going to help the, the regulators to be able to push through regulation and they're going to use this. But when it comes down to it, this has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. And I just want to make sure that people that are watching this know that this isn't a, a Bitcoin or a crypto or blockchain problem. This is a problem that we've been dealing with for quite some time in our life of humans. It's just so, human so, error, so as, human as greed. As, as a news guy, I, I just heard the lead here, so I'm going to repeat it for our audience that's listening, right? So if you're out there and you're trying to pay attention to what Chris just said, here, here's the headline here. So you will now hear many, many people, especially in Washington and many in the media who are part of the establishment fiat world, come in and say, well, this proves that what this guy did is why crypto in and of itself is crooked and so is everything else associated with crypto. And because of what he did as a representative of crypto, we now have to change crypto where we can regulate it and better control it and make sure it's done according to what our needs are because we're going to protect you. That's what they're going to say. What Chris just said was, no, what this guy was doing is not crypto. What he was doing is actually closer to what they do in their establishment and their institutions. That's the headline, I think, here, Chris. It totally is. And if, if you look back and you look at the situations that have happened just this year with the downfall of Celsius, Voyager, Terra Luna, all of this equates back to Sam Bankman-Fried, unfortunately. So the, the hammer has fallen down. Let's just see how many people... Because obviously this isn't just Sam Bankman Freed that defrauded millions out of billions of dollars. I mean, there's cohorts of people involved. But the ultimate underlying problem that we had going on with the FTX exchange, because an exchange can operate in a good fashion as long as they are being very transparent with their reserves, mm -hmm. uh, their liabilities and things to that effect. And now cryptocurrency exchanges are starting to do that because of FTX. Now, FTX had a token that they utilized on their exchange that they created called FTT. And mm -hmm. it was an exchange token that had exchange utility. It would give you discounts on the, the platform and such, and you could trade it as you would trade other cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. The problem that came in with the FTT token was one, there could be more tokens created. There wasn't a max supply on the coins, So he co constantly coins could be created out of nowhere. And those coins were also being used to leverage in other ways to be able to attain money in different areas, to be able to uh, buy sporting facilities, to pay off different uh, politicians. I say pay off, but that's how lobbying works. You got to bribe the politicians, yeah. and a lot of that was. Oh taking yeah, no, place. yeah. Just for the record, we're both in agreement that corruption is legal in the United States, and you are basically allowed to bribe or pay off, as you say, any politician. But it's not illegal. It is perfectly legal to do so, so that your company will then get a tax break, et cetera, et cetera, or some other government policy, which will allow you to make billions of dollars 
And that's just the way the system is set up. So what Bankman Free did by paying off politicians, they happen to be Democrats, but they could have been Republicans, is there were perfectly some, legal. There were some Republicans. And everybody does Democrats. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you said something about Republicans, though. I'm sorry. But it wasn't all, it wasn't all re, uh, Democrats. There was some Republicans that money was donated to. So yeah, it wasn't I just, specifically I just read all that. just right. geared towards the Democratic Party. I stand corrected. I just, I'm not, I'm not big on, po- on party politics. And I just wanted to make sure that it, this wasn't being pointed in just one direction because I believe there's a lot of dirty hands when it comes to this. Now, I mean, with the FTT token and over leveraging and utilizing it to be able to position themselves to get loans and to be able to get VC money and all these different things where capital was coming in, Alameda was a sister company to FTX that was dealing more with the hedge fund issues. And there was a lot of discrepancies as far as things that were uh, money being deposited on in Alameda in some capacity, and then being credited back to the users on FTX. That was a lot of things in question. There were Mm -hmm. also some things in question about how the funds were intermingled because there are different levels of risk that people using the FTT exchange would take depending on what services they use. If you're just using the exchange just for basic services, you're not put under any additional risk. Can you explain that to us? I'm trying to understand the difference between FTX and pardon me for my ignorance. I really, you know, I I know guys like you, you know this like the back of your hand and, you know, I don't. And there are people listening to don't. So when he sets up FTX, what is the intent of XTX? Why would I go to? And then you mentioned something else I want you to dovetail into. And that is he just started printing. And I don't think printing is the correct term, but for the lack of another verb coming to my mind, let me just say printing uh, FTTs. And you said it was kind of weird the way he did it. How is it weird? How does Ethereum do it? When do they decide that there's going to be a thousand more Ethereums out there? So can you take us through that a little bit? Where do you want me to begin? The FTX. What was the purpose? The purpose of FTX. Why would somebody go there and what would they be seeking from FTX? The main purpose would, again, to have uh, to facilitate an on and off ramp of cryptocurrency between your banks. So you enter in with your bank, you exit out with your bank if if your reason is to accumulate more US dollars. Mm-hmm. You can also utilize the exchange to trade for other cryptocurrencies. I may have Bitcoin and I may want some Ethereum. So I can then trade my Bitcoin for Ethereum utilizing the exchange for that purpose. So you can get other coins, accumulate and be able to onboard and offboard yourself via the exchange. So it's kind of a place where you move, you trade, you get, you change, you keep, you do all those things in this one neat little place. And these guys package that for you, right? Got it. Mm-hmm. And then along comes something else. They start something called FTT and they say, now we're not just going to handle all of your currencies. We're also going to start our own currency. And how'd you like to have some, right? Take me through that. So when most cryptocurrencies begin, there's a there's a process that happens with the coding aspect, and they usually come up with a supply number, a max supply number, or if there's not a max supply, a distribution of how those coins come out and how they're minted. So it mm. wouldn't be printed, but minted. Very similar to printing money, you're minting tokens, minting coins. Mm-hmm. So with the case of Ethereum, the Satoshi Nagamoto group decided 21 million. But there wasn't 21 million coins to begin with because every coin is created based off the mining process. And every 10 minutes, new Bitcoin are created. So that's the proof of work 
uh, algorithm that most people are familiar with, with the news talking about the power consumption and how much energy is being utilized with Bitcoin mining. Got it. Then you have something like Ethereum, which doesn't have a max supply. All the coins were not minted in the beginning. So there's always going to be more coins produced, but there is an incremental schedule that's done that, that decides that. So every block on a blockchain that's minted, that, that happens to get produced by a miner that would produce a block reward, which then creates more tokens. Hmm. FTX wasn't using these sort of algorithms. They could pretty much just mint more coins whenever they wanted to mint coins. Very, very similar to our Federal Reserve. Uh, the Federal Reserve doesn't have a cap on anything. I knew as you well. were going to go there because as you were describing that, I was thinking, wait. But, but Bitcoin does have do a max that? supply. Whereas now, there's and there's so much more technical stuff when it goes into Ethereum and the max supply right. and the deflationary aspects. And I don't really want to confuse people when right. it comes to that. But the FTT token was used to, to leverage. So this guy basically created his money tree and used his money tree to get other money. That in fact actually was 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 money that most people would consider to be money, and not something that somebody just made. So, in other so, words, you you were buying a an FTT, right? You're buying an FTT, and you're thinking, now I have an FTT, I own it, and I own its value. When in actuality, you were buying something which he was going to then use to leverage to do whatever the hell he wanted to, whether it was buy a new dress for his grandmother or get himself a new Ferrari. Uh, and it was but, your but you value he was using. It. So you don't really own it then, right? It wasn't yours. Technically, yes. But as you being a holder of that token on the exchange, you are given a discount. You get a little discount on your trading fees and all the different things, uh, the services that they offer. You get a discount Brilliant. by utilizing and having their utility token. So they try to make it beneficial for people to hold it. Uh, that was the utility of it on the exchange. The problem came in when... Uh, beginning of December, there was information released, I think, about Alameda's balance sheet. And there's so much connection between Alameda and FTX, the sister companies, that it started ringing the alarm bells for FTX. Uh, let's let's had, back up. Let's back up. Okay. So now we've got FTX, and it's this uh, exchange company that he set up. Then he introduces FTT which is the currency, which is tied to the exchange company that he set up. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes something called Alameda Research, another company that's tied to FTX. Take it away. Well, so the timeline is not exactly that. It was, F, it was FTX, Alameda, FTT. Correct, but, correct. But I, basically I all on the same assumption. So yeah. the FT, FTX was an exchange. Alameda was a hedge fund. And they were using Alameda to funnel money through back and forth through FTX, which shouldn't have been done. They, they're not the same company. They're two separate entities. And then also, we also seen funds being commingled on FTX in addition, meaning that someone who's using riskier trading aspects and services like leverage and margin trading on FTX is is putting themselves at more risk. And when they're signing the terms and conditions, they know what risk they're putting themselves into. But somebody who's not utilizing those leverage or margin services who are just using basic exchange services, their tokens were never supposed to be used for anything. It was always supposed to be backed one for one. 
but all those tokens were intermingled. So everybody who used the platform was put under the same terms and conditions of risk, even though everybody didn't sign on for it. So even their terms and conditions from the very beginning was, was fraudulent and full of lies. So here is uh, apparently now, as you just so aptly described, Alameda Research, and there's commingling going on between Alameda and FTX. When do we get to the point where suddenly we see a diminishment of assets? On the end of FTX and Alameda? Yeah. When do people start realizing, oh, my God, this thing? And I think that's when this dude from Binance jumps in and says, well, I guess uh, there's a problem here. I'm going to step in and be the savior of this problem. This while, I guess, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried was being the savior of everything else. But now his ass needed saving. And I guess the guy from Binance walks in and says, I'm going to I'm going to save it. Right. Isn't he the one who clued the world off to the fact that this company was in uh, in really bad shape? Yeah. So that that was actually where I was going to be headed with the topic next. So his name is CZ. Um, I can't pronounce his actual name. CZ, <laughs> CEO of Binance. That's, we all call him CZ. Yeah. CZ Weird looking out. dude, by the way. He's he's a he's a smart individual. He's very smart. Yeah. But now FTX, so CZ is the CEO of Binance, and FTX was their direct competition. Uh -huh. um, they were basically the number two exchange in the world, where Binance was number one uh, by volume. And a lot of things that Sam Bankman-Fried was doing with uh, his greasing the wheels with politicians was trying to put forth favorable regulation that would benefit FTX and not benefit Binance. So Binance was actually an early investor in FTX when the exchange first started. And about a year and a half ago, they decided to pull back their initial investment. That initial investment was paid out in FTT tokens and I believe a stable coin called BUSD, but I may be mistaken about the stable coin. Wow. So what, a, what, a, what, a, what a whopper you just shared. I didn't know that. So the reason yeah. he was giving money to all the Dems and all these other people in, in Congress, et cetera, was he wanted them to give him, I guess that's the reason anybody would ever give money to him. There was regulation being put through that Chuck Schumer was involved with. And I think they're going to be re restructuring the bill and trying to kind of keep FTX and Sam Bankman freed out of it. But they were um, basically working together, trying to push through what is similar to a New York bit license, which is very extreme as far as the um, requirements to be able to get these New York bit licenses. Mm -hmm. They were trying to make a bit license more of a federal thing that would have basically crippled the industry in the United States and given a lot of control to entities like FTX. Wow. So greasing the wheels, pushing the regulation to go in the favor of what they were doing that really would have killed the decentralization of what Bitcoin was created for, specifically Correct. Bitcoin. B killed the decentralization of Bitcoin. The reason Bitcoin, the reason, you know, uh, uh, crypto is created was for that independence. So they're going to kill the very thing that it was meant to do. That would be like Oh my God, I could go on, but I'm not going to, I'm going to let you continue. Thank you. You've caught us up mm -hmm. now to Binance and the reason that uh, the Binance dude maybe wasn't uh, a big fan of uh, Sam Bankman Freed. So then what happens between these two dudes? So he got the, they, Binance got their initial investment or what was due to them, like I said, about a year and a half ago, an FTT and a stablecoin combination. And a few days after the information was released about Alameda, Alameda's um, public 
sheets and the paperwork that was going on. When that took place a few days later is when CZ came out on Twitter talking about wanting to get rid of his FTT tokens, which was a quite a considerable amount. It was going to affect the FTT token price. So I believe it was Caroline Ellison from uh, Alameda who had offered to buy all the tokens at a floor price of $22 per coin. Hmm. And that's kind of what really started bringing the attention to the situation. Then Sam Bankman freed at that time. And I don't know what happened with the FTT tokens, whether or not CZ did or didn't sell them. But this kind of uh, really brought a lot of uh, eyes to the situation. Then Sam Bankman freed is, is posting up on Twitter. And I believe uh, the FTT token thing about selling tokens from CZ was on a Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Sunday right before the midterm election. Yeah. And I'm thinking now of what you just said. What a coincidence that as soon as he says, you know what, I don't want these FTTs, I'm going to get rid of them. The first person that comes running to buy them is Alameda, meaning they don't want anybody else to find out what the real value of these things are, or at least that's what my ignorant mind thinks. Announcing a $22 uh, floor price also kind of gave some indication of things as well. So, I mean, basically trying to make sure that because if it would have been that amount of coins would have been sold below that price on market, it would have definitely driven the price of the FTT token down, which would have affected the bottom line of FTX and Alameda. So they were trying to do what they could to prevent the bottom from dropping out and everything going public. And at the same time, Sam Bankman-Fried is assuring everybody that their funds are safe, that mm -hmm. there is no issues, everything is good. And then the very next, and so that was Monday, the 7th, because right. Tuesday the 8th is the day that I wake up and CZ is talking about buying FTX, like bailing them out of their issue. He had a letter of intent, which gave them an opportunity to look at their books and see what mm. everything looked like on the back end. And mm. after they had a chance to get a, a glimpse, a glimpse, they decided, hey, no, we're, we're going to back away from this. We're not interested in participating. And then the ironic thing is when F, when Sam Bankman-Fried stepped down as CEO, the gentleman that they brought in, and I don't remember his name, um, John something or last name John, he was the individual that took care of the insolvency of Enron. And he was brought in to replace <laughs> Sam Bateman Freed at FTX. And he said that the FTX situation, as far as the handling of uh, their balance sheets, information, it was, it was way worse than anything that he had seen way beyond Enron. And then another thing that should show some craziness is that Sam Bankman-Fried ended up hiring Ghislaine Maxwell's attorney as well to represent him. Wow. And then what's happened What's happened in the past 24 hours, he was finally arrested. So Damian Williams was the US, is the U.S. Attorney uh, General or U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. He's the one who put out this uh, indictment and sent it to the Bohemian authorities. The Bohemian authorities arrested uh, Sam Bankman-Fried yesterday, so he's in custody. Again, he was supposed to speak today on that House committee hearing with Maxine Waters, but it's really interesting the timing of him being arrested. Because of the timing of him being arrested, he's not going to be speaking at this hearing, 
And I think that we're actually going to see real justice being served here because had it just been going through the hearing, I'm sure Maxine Waters would have done what she could to try to swept this under the rug as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that the, 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 the attorney in Southern District of New York knew what was going on. And there's going to be a lot more heads to roll because of the cover-ups that have been trying to be made by all the people that have been accepting donations. I could be wrong. Well, there's something obvious about your statement, and that is why the hell has it taken so long when the whole the whole world was talking about this? The whole world knew what he essentially did. At, if nothing else, we saw commingling. That was obvious. That's illegal. Not, We're not allowed to do that. If nothing else, with, with all the interviews he had done with Right. He, he, he's admitted guilt in so many different ways. I mean, you would think that just his interviews alone would be enough testimony to find him guilty of fraud. So why did it take so long? Because a lot of people were covering their asses and a lot of people were trying to look at ways to do this without taking down other people where it might become obvious that there were others that were involved. So my question to you is obvious. Were there others involved like who and why and where? A hundred percent. I can say, so, I mean, there's some shady information about uh, Sam Bankman Freed's parents. They're both attorneys. Um, I think they both taught at Stanford. Uh, Caroline Ellison was also a student at Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. Caroline Ellison's father, Glenn Ellison, was the department, is the department head of MIT's economics department. He was formerly the boss of Gary Gensler. Gary hmm. Gensler is currently the SEC chair. Uh, and it seemed like Gary Gensler was helping FTX and Sam Bankman freed through a lot of legal loopholes. Professor much, Bankman, right? Professor Bankman is the dude that isn't that that's his dad, right? His dad is a professor, but not at M MIT. I see. So the, the, the MIT professor who's the head of economics was Caroline Ellison's father. And Caroline Ellison and Sam Bankman freed supposedly had romantic relations in addition to the fact that they were both CEOs, one of FTX and one of Alameda. Oh my God! You know, there's so much. It goes really deep. And what then you and just then you described have a gentleman... is in, you just described interlocking. We see that in business all the time when all these people at the top come together and they start doing all of these deals without any of us little people knowing what's going on. And for the most part, they're mostly corrupt. And he learned about the donating through his parents. His mother had formed a PAC, a political action committee, um, a big political action committee, not too long before FTX Exchange was actually founded. So he's learned all this from his parents. Uh, you can see all this corruption going very deep, unfortunately. And it's, you know, not only am I glad to see that he got arrested, because a lot of people have heard about the tornado cash protocol and the developer who created this technology has been locked up. He's in jail. And mm -hmm. all he did was write code. Yet you have a guy who's defrauded millions of people out of billions of dollars, just chilling out on his beach, playing video games in the Bahamas. And it's, it's absolute travesty to, so to see him being arrested last night was a great thing to see. I'm looking forward to seeing how much time he's going to serve and how many other individuals that are involved Another person that I want to mention is as Dan Friedberg. He was I, he was an, an attorney, I think, for FTX and Alameda, but it may have been one of the two. He was involved in some previous online poker uh, websites that had some scam, fraudulent activities going on, where they had a God mode 
where the individuals who ran the website could see what the players' cards and stuff were so that they could actually bet against the players. And there's been a lot of similarities and in, in a lot of the downfall and the way that information was deleted off of the poker website. That's very similar to what happened with FTX because there was a, hmm. a hack that took place with FTX where they talked about funds being taken. But there was also something that wasn't really mentioned very highly, which was an information dump. They're focusing on the fact that money may have been stolen out of the exchange by somebody who operated the exchange. It could have been Sam Bankman Freed. But the other thing that they're not focusing on, in addition to money being taken, information, evidence was being dumped. Dan Friedberg was never convicted of any of the criminal activity that a lot of people suggest that he was involved with because of how smart he played his game. You know what you're but describing, what you're describing, and I'm just sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking, this is like the amalgamation, the culmination, the 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 taking parts of everything that is wrong and fucked up and corrupt about our country right now and putting it into a neat package. Campaign financing, which is the most corrupt thing in the world, mm -hmm. exclusive to the United States of America. Our, our electoral system, which is completely messed up in so many ways. Our financial system, which is controlled in many ways by people who are at the very top, who never pay for the shit they do, like the meltdown that we experienced in 2008. All of these things come together and this, this, this guy with all of these arms stretching into all of these areas is able to put it together in a neat package to exploit it. And that's almost what you just described for us there, Chris Rice. Well, you know, I'm glad you said it like that because this points out the failure of our government, you know, and you seem to be an individual who would appreciate that. And it's, a, it's sad. But hopefully people are going to wake up to the corruption that we're having in, in our country and people will start voting for people that are going to represent them better. I'm not a big fan of the political system, but we have to utilize what we have. And if it means for us to be communicating to our politicians, our constituents who are supposed to be representing huh. our vote, if it's if it's us lobbying, if whatever the situation might be, people need to get involved and communicate but, but, because but, but, but wait but wait there's one more thing i forgot there's one more there's one more there's thing still more. there's there's nothing more corrupt in america right now than our foreign policy which is literally literally led by cnn and the new york times and the washington post and fox news and their job is to get us to back raytheon and all of these other big giant corporations so that they can start wars that we have no intentions of winning we could be in a country like oh let's say afghanistan for 20 years and do absolutely nothing except make raytheon a crap load of money like they're right now trying to get us to go to war in ukraine against the russians for the next 20 years so that they can make a ton shit of money as well. And there's now, according to what I've read, and a few of my sources have told me, the possibility that there might even be a tie between Sam Bankman-Fried and Ukraine. Please t say it ain't so, Chris Rice. Well, I will say that it is it is public knowledge that there is a partnership with Ukraine, with FTX. Ugh. That's 100% public knowledge. There Ugh. was a partnership with World Economic Forum, but World Economic Forum has made sure that they scrub that information, just like they scrubbed information about Vladimir uh, Putin being a part of the Young Global Leaders. Um, 
And there's a lot of question whether or not the Ukraine partnership with FTX was allowing for money laundering and funneling of U.S. funds that were donated to Ukraine to help the Ukrainian people that may have ended up going back to our Democratic Party. Oh, wow. I can't say 100 percent. You know, I don't have. The no, evidence, I understand. A lot they're, of they're, they're... a lot of if I was to have a crystal ball and shake my magic eight ball, I would say all science point to yes. I've had sources tell me a lot of what you've just shared with me, that there has been some kind of bizarre triangulated connection between Ukraine and our so-called position that we need to give another 16 billion dollars to Ukraine rather than build more schools and more roads and help all the poor or people, help in the our homeless people in our nation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one that's going to be the downfall of our nation is seeing all this aid that we're sending to other nations while our own nation is suffering and dying. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that we're getting involved in some imbroglio between two countries that have had border conflicts for the last 7000 years, while we have just in the last 20 years invaded seven different countries. So it just like, wait, what we're mad because they invaded a country. We invade countries. Anyway, well, it's, not, it, it's, we're mad that they're doing what we should have been doing. So <laughs> it, it, we're hypocrites. You know, and, that's and unfortunately the way the world and, is. And, and, and I'm not I'm not a defender of Putin, by the way. I don't even want to be a defender of Zelensky. I mean, th these things happen. They're bad. They shouldn't happen. And war is bad. War is bad. <laughs> and now all it's of a sudden. It's not good for anybody. The, the, I'll tell you what. The story you've taken us I through. I think I quoted the way a song. The way you've positioned this for us, Chris, is is excellent. Chris Rice, uh, I promised you I'd get you out. I know you have another. Uh, um, I know you have uh, have another uh, event that you have to uh, take care of now. So, man, Crazy, can I just day. tell you, you're awesome. I really appreciate talking to you. Likewise, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, you would uh, like to utilize my services and information for future episodes. We will. We will. Chris Rice, part of Chris Rice Media, part of Rice TVX. He has three different shows, the Rice Crypto Show, the Rice Report, and Rice Against the Grain. Some say Rice Against the Groin, but he's gone with grain. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that'd be funny. Well, I, could, I couldn't do Rice Against the Machine. And, and because we're dealing with rice. <laughs> we're rice changing you. This is a Latino show. We're going with Arroz. Chris Arroz. Um, you're excellent, man. It's really a fun thank conversation you. to be able to talk to somebody who really knows something as well as you do. And thank you for letting me from time to time interrupt you to kind of catch you up with us dummies. It makes likewise. Yeah. Appreciate it. God I bless me. Take care. So yeah. Thank you. This is, uh, this is the Rick Sanchez podcast. And so glad that we're able to have this conversation and share it with somebody like, uh, uh, Chris Rice. Obviously you can find us on Spotify and on Apple and wherever you get your podcast. And if you happen to see a uh, part of this uh, podcast on uh, YouTube, please, Subscribe. Subscribe, mofos. That's right. Uh, and as I always say at the end, what do I say? I always say, andale, dale, y vamos con todo, with everything. Dale. Agua. 